When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Nats Insider Podcast for another week. Got a good one for you today. Be joined by a Nationals fan favorite. I mean, if I'm listing former Nationals and where they rank in popularity among the fan base, this guy has to be in the top three. I'm serious. Top five at a minimum? At an absolute minimum, it's top five. Gio Gonzalez will join me on the Nats Insider Podcast. Also be joined by Joe Dillon, former Nationals assistant hitting coach at the big league level, left the organization for a couple years to be the hitting coach with the Phillies, and now he's back in the organization as the minor league hitting coordinator. He will join me in a bit as well. But first, let's get to Gio Gonzalez, and we'll get right into it because Gio's a talker, and it was great catching up with him. Long time, Nat. Joined the organization in 2012, had so many good years with the Nats, and always had a smile on his face. Great catching up with Gio, who still lives here in the area in his retirement, out in the Bethesda area. Gio Gonzalez, my chat with him from recently. Gio, how you doing? Keep your composure right now, Coco. Keep it down, all right? We don't want too much excitement out of you. Uh, no, I'm doing well, man. Thank you for noticing. I'm a local out here in in the Bethesda area. I'm I'm incognito just uh blending in with the crowd now just living the dad life out in bethesda like anybody else that's right that's right the boys are in everything now soccer baseball golf piano you name it i've got a list of uber driving to do with my kids (laughs) (laughs) making up for lost time uh for sure you said it um, you said it. Let's start there, Gio. I'm I'm always curious when guys stop playing, what the transition is is like over to the other side, as a lot of players like calling it. Um, what's it been like for you the last couple of years? 2020 was your last year playing. Um, you you signed with the Marlins, I believe, in 2021 last year in 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 spring. I did. Then, I did. Yeah, and then decided to hang them up in spring training. So it's been, you know, a, a little over a year now since since you did retire. What has that time been like for you? It's been busy. I mean, uh, I know that you definitely got to keep yourself active. I've been working out at a certain gym right right down the street from where I live, uh, Ecker Road, Team Ecker Road. That's a, there's a gym right there right up the road. And then I take this uh, my kids to, um, well, Enzo's in a baseball program the BCC and his coach and his team yes his team his name is the Nationals so it was 100% sign up he's got such great teammates I mean definitely a dad community there we're all hanging out we're all just going to the pool and just uh, bringing our kids along to baseball games on Sunday and practice on Tuesday Uh, I signed up with my buddy and my neighbor at a softball co-ed team so we're out there swinging the softball bat yeah (laughs) Definitely keeping myself busy. Uh, my both my boys love Top Golf. Gabriel's in karate. 
the list goes on tennis uh luckily i got heroin too to help me out with uh tennis and a couple of swimming in her backyard so she's always inviting us over i just feel rude and just if i walk in there hey heroin and just walk in and act like i own the house so it's like uh i gotta definitely call the invitation is always there i'm always calling but I'm, I'm hanging out also a lot with my friends, close friends. I've known them for over 10 years now. Uh, Lee Shanker and his wife, Stacy Shanker, and their kids, Logan Ryan and Alyssa. They're unbelievable. They've been season ticket holders since day one and, and, and great close friends of mine since the beginning of time. So of, of the national time <laughs> when I met them and national program. Uh, but no, they, they've been 100% supportive, helping me out, kind of keeping me busy and, and, uh, just finding activities to do with the kids. So what type of a softball swing does Gio Gonzalez have? You, I mean, you hit three bombs in your career, one in three consecutive years. I don't know how many nationals pitchers can say that. Uh, so what, what are we talking about here? Give me a scouting report on Gio Gonzalez, the softball player. All right. I'm, I'm nine out of 10 in my softball hitting career right now. Really? You're I batting got... 900. I'm batting 900, couple triples because uh, these legs ain't as fast as they used to be. <laughs> the slow up is definitely, once I round second, I'm like, all right, I'm done. Got to shut it down. Yeah. Shut it down. The hammies and the quads ain't doing it like they used to. So <laughs> we're, we're old men now, Gio. We, uh, we you, got to you said it. Yeah. Um, Cheeseburgers ain't cutting it like it used to. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> Um, Gio, there's so much to talk about with you about your, your Nationals career. You, you came over in that trade with the A's before the 2020 or the 2012 season, I should say. You get traded the offseason prior. And I know that you had really put down some roots there in Oakland. You, you loved that community there. You loved playing on that A's team. So let's go back to that moment. You find out that you've been traded from the A's to the Nationals. How did that hit you? What, what was that like for you mentally, emotionally? It was definitely an emotional uh, change for me. I think, uh, you know, I, I, I have to say that the fans helped me feel more welcomed at home. It was uh, definitely after every game I stopped in the parking lot and spent hours talking to fans and, and, and definitely the friends and family that I, I met out in, in the left field bleachers, the ladies that were – super nice to me you know they they had this funny banner of mine that was called the hella geo because i used to i used to for me it was like i don't understand that word hella like it's such a it's like uh it's such a short version of another word so they very california of, oh, yes and that was it so I, I coming from miami i didn't know what that meant and this and that so they made a banner kind of like a joke but it, it became such a cool thing it'll be the first thing I would look at to see if they brought it out on the days I pitched but the fans were so welcoming the season ticket holders were so unbelievable the staff was incredible the people that worked in the stands um I remember days that I pitched I put the music on of uh Motown and stuff like that I had Ray Fossey God rest his soul um used to come every every start of mine down and listen to music he used to come down there and talk to me a little bit you know I had help like Dallas Braden who was always by my side uh, coaching me up and then when I was coming up there was Frank Thomas Mark Ellis Eric Chavez who now is the hitting coach Casey Chavez his brother who was like my mentor uh, Hideki Matsui is to my right I had the young talented uh, you know Trevor Cahill and 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 you know Brandon McCarthy the list goes on and then you got 
um, all these guys that were so welcoming and helping and, and helped me develop to the player I was getting prepared for Washington. Uh, I remember Billy Bean telling me um, how, how, you know, that he, he's putting me in a spot where I have a chance to win. He thinks that the Nationals was going to be the next team to, to kind of break out and make a name for itself, which is true because this was at the time you guys signed Jason. Yep. Uh, Bryce was just coming along and Strasburg was in his form, you know, where he was out there just doing Strasburg things, making unbelievable history. Um, and then Espinosa, Ian Desmond, I played against Desmond in high school. So I was super excited to come over and, um, and kind of like participate. I mean, you had Jordan Zimmerman, who was already an established pitcher and becoming one of the big names there. And we had great guys on the bench too, that kind of, you know, really helped out big time. I remember Chad Tracy calling it the goon squad. That's right. So that was, that was pretty cool. Like, you know, that was, um, that was definitely ahead of his time. I remember, you know, the group of guys that they brought was just unbelievable. You needed guys like Jason work. That was definitely keeping everybody on their toes and um, making sure they came to play where Adam LaRoche was the polar opposite. He was more like relaxed, laid back. He always brought some kind of a, you know, he brought the guys from Duck Dynasty. He brought singers. He brought celebrities over. So you were kind of like, this was like a wow factor. It was like, oh, my goodness, this is this is a whole different, you know, vibe that's going on in Washington, which was incredible. I thought the the atmosphere, the coaching staff, the the um, experience was incredible. I think even the phone call from Mike Rizzo was another excitement. You know, I remember him kind of welcome me with open arms and you know the day they offered me a contract um we all sat there and had a <laughs> i think carolyn tells the story pretty funny too uh we all had a nice shot of cognac <laughs> at at what 8 a.m and i think uh <laughs> <laughs> that that burn through the chest was not a uh, <laughs> funny because it was like you're waking up it was better than coffee i tell you that but um no, they, they were so awesome. The whole atmosphere, the owners, obviously I cannot thank the Lerner family as much as I can right now because of them. I have an opportunity to take care of my family and, and uh, be a part of uh, Nat's history for a long, long time. So I, I really am grateful for, for the opportunity that came with the trade. And now I made such a great um, impression with the fans, great communication, great uh, connection with them. Um, not only that, I was just happy they embraced me right away. Obviously, you too. You're a young rookie too. When I was coming up, you were right. you were there. Right. You're a young yeah, guy. We were, we were new to the Nationals together, uh, and yeah, it was great spending all those all those years with you. Um, let's talk quickly about that 2012 team because you mentioned it. That you know the the organization was kind of getting to a place of contention prior to you joining the the nationals and then 2012 was the year that it all clicked and and for the first time D, dc was able to experience a winning team with the nationals what what are your memories from that group and when did you really know that that was a team that could do something special that year and and win a division title i think it was just the chemistry we brought you know i think uh what was it edwin jackson was there dan heron was there i mean it was such a good chemistry like such great guys that really mixed it all up together like everyone had some some fun to bring to the table there was so much personality in that clubhouse that it was just fun DeRosa had a personality 
couldn't get DeRosa on the mic because it would you would just die laughing all the time. Mark DeRosa yep. was definitely the entertainment and and definitely kept everybody light and 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 loose and relaxed. Uh, uh, but aside from that, I mean, it was just fun. I mean, the guys came to play. Pitching was was just everyone trying to piggyback off each other. We were all out there trying to throw two hundred innings. You know, go out there and get the wins. Um, it, it was just fun to be around. You know, no one had a an ego. Everybody left that at the door. Everyone was coming to play and win. You know, you felt the vibe there. I mean, the vibe in the clubhouse, the vibe in the on the field. It was just like fun. You know, fans were coming in. We were packing out every night. It just seemed like even on slow Mondays, it was just like we had 30, 30 plus going to to the game. So it was like unbelievable. Um, where where you just were always in awe with with what was going on that year. That year was just a breakout year for the nationals. And, and we were like, so under the radar, like we weren't expected right. to do what we did. Um, and that was the more exciting part was no one expected us to go out there and, and kind of do what we did. You know, I, I, Steve McCaddy as a pitching coach was unbelievable. And then you had Davey Johnson, which he's great. Like he is just unbelievable. He was just like nonchalant, you know, he was on his toes when he needed to be. And then when he was like relaxed, he never brought uh, a pressure to, to winning the game. It was no like added pressure. It was just like, go, here's the ball in your hand, go out there and pitch. It was easy for him. I thought, it, you know, we made his job a little easier for him because everyone wanted to be a part of it. Everybody wanted to get that final out. Everybody wanted to hit. So and Gio, was, that, was a breakout, that was a breakout year for you too. I mean, you won 21 games that year. You finished third in the Cy Young voting in the National League that year. What, do you, what did you individually find that year that allowed you to uh, – to have the success that you did? Uh, I think I, I, I definitely want to give credit to, to McCaddy. You know, he kept, kept it very basic, very simple for me. Didn't, didn't try to change my mechanics, didn't try to change anything. I think our conversations on the mound were, were so much fun. Like, it was just great work. Suzuki, I think, was, at, uh, was Zuki there too at the time in 12 or 13? So he came over at the at the deadline in 12. At the deadline in 12, yeah. So Zuki and um, Jesus, we, they were just great to work together. And Ramos came, what, uh, 13, right? Well, Wilson was there, but he had – I believe he tore the ACL in – was that in 12 or was that after? It's hard to remember. And, and my, yeah, yeah, you had you had great catchers to work with. As so many great catchers. I mean, and I could not thank Rizzo enough to get these guys, like – the way he put the pieces together and the way these guys did their homework, it really did make life so much easier as a pitcher. You didn't have to think too much. Uh, I always try to go with the Mark Burley approach was just let them do all, you know, hard to haul work back there. I'll, I'll just go out there and throw the ball. If any mistake, right. I'm blaming it on you. You know, you just point the finger. Hey, he told me to throw it. Uh, <laughs> but those were, those were the times. I mean, we had such – and defense was incredible. I mean, we had such great outfielders. Um, great infielders, you know, we had all the young talent, you know, everyone was coming to play their game, you know, just, again, Riz did a phenomenal job putting this team together. They, he really did. And you may, you saw it. The, the excitement in that place was off the charts. It was blowing the roof off. You know, you guys made four uh, postseason appearances in your time with the Nationals. You won four division titles. And mm -hmm. none of those years worked out the way that you wanted to in terms of advancing deep into the postseason, even though all four of those teams were definitely talented enough to have made a run towards a World Series. 
What what was it like for you to watch in 2019 when the Nationals were able to get out of that division series round, advance deeper into the postseason, and then win the title? You obviously had some former teammates that were still on that team. You had only gotten traded away from the Nationals the year prior in 2018. Um, so what were the emotions like for you when you watched your former team with a lot of your, your old friends and this fan base that you grew to love um, accomplish a title, but, but do so after you had left? I, I think it's, it's, uh, it was mixed emotions at the beginning because of the first, remember, we had to face you guys. Right, right after the trade. Right. So not only the, just that, but we faced you guys in the wild card. Oh, that yeah, the Brewers. That's right. Advanced. That's right. That's right. So um, that was incredible. What Juan Soto did was just the, the unbelievable, spectacular player that he is. You know, the guy is written for these stories. He's, he's definitely worth every penny this kid deserves. He is phenomenal. He is the excitement of baseball. I cannot stress how much. He is a professional in the clubhouse. He is fun to watch and electric on the field. This kid deserves everything he can possibly get and, and more because I, I truly believe he's definitely a top three player in the MLB as we speak today. Um, as far as that, I, I thought that after that, it was, it was definitely going to be a long road ahead of you guys. Had a tremendous division to play against. You had the, the I'm assuming the first round was the Dodgers. Yep, and they Dodgers were, and then Cardinals, then Astros. Yeah, exactly. And 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 the, the great thing is, we finally got to see everyone play at the level that they we expected them to play at. You know, from Adam Adam Eaton, that you know Sparky was he was our guy. We needed. Remember, I remember when Riz made that trade, and he traded off two of our big key players, Lucas Giolito and and uh, Lopez. Yeah. And I remember that trade and we got, you know, we got Adam Eden and, and, you know, at the time he hurt his leg, but he, you could see what he did in the world series and what he did in the playoffs. It was the guy that Riz saw from the beginning, Trey Turner came to life right after that. Like it was just a great one, two combination. Howie Hendricks. Uh, he was, uh, he was unbelievable. He was, uh, uh, how he was unbelievable. He was, I, I think, the MVP at the time or something like that. MVP of the NLCS, yeah. That, that, and that's just a taste because they didn't know who else to give the MVP to. I mean, right. you guys had so many guys that were fighting for that MVP and all of them deserved it, all of them. You know, Anthony Rendon, my all-time favorite uh, baseball player in baseball now. You know, he's uh, the most humble kid. John's when he's up to bat in the most nonchalant, uh, you know, pressured situations. Then uh, Juan Soto, then the lineup. I mean, the lineup was just hard to get out. Uh, Zimmerman's base hit up the middle against us in the postseason was one of the most iconic hits you can think of. Like, he literally played it off like, eh, that was a nonchalant hit. And that was one of the biggest key hits in the game. So I, I thought the vibe to everyone there, the electricity with the pitching staff, everyone played the part. Um, bullpen was masterful you couldn't get a better guys to to fill in that role after the seventh and you know closing the door in the seventh eighth and ninth uh but the road ahead of you guys you guys deserved it what you did it was in the history books coming back every i think what it was a record after the seventh or eighth inning you guys if you kept them within a two three run deficit you guys ended up winning that's incredible you know how hard it is to do that 
that's is never been done. That's why it's yeah. incredible to see that story. And, you know, yeah, you, you get that bittersweet taste because I wanted to be a part of that a hundred percent. You know, that, that I, I was, I remember going through the, the roller coaster rides of, of seasons with you guys and the heartbreaks of the playoffs. And, and finally to see you guys get over that hurdle of the first round, it was like, wow, this is, it, it, just keep going, just keep going, win it all. And, you know, bringing over Patrick Corbin to help out you guys and seeing all the, the excitement and the atmosphere. I mean, it was just meant to be. You guys deserved it. And I'm so happy. I am so happy Ryan Zimmerman finally got the ring he deserved. The Mr. Mr. National finally got the ring. I was, every year was the hardest task because I wanted to win one so bad for him. It was not even funny. Like, I would, I would pitch with a broken arm if I had to. You know, I, it was whatever I could do to make sure he walked away and ended his, his career with the World Series ring. And so I was ended, happy to see you guys do that. Yeah, and obviously that ended up happening, Gio. And, you know, this has been, over the last couple of weeks, a big time in, in the area with all the Zim fanfare, with all the celebrations um, around this guy. And, you know, I, I know that he was an important teammate for you, like you just mentioned. Um, I, I've been asking everyone that I, I reconnect with all, all of these former teammates uh, of late just to share, you know, their thoughts on Ryan as a teammate, as a person. Um, and everyone obviously has great stuff to say, but I'm just curious. You played with the guy for a number of years. What what are um, you know, what do you love about Ryan Zimmerman? I think Ryan Zimmerman is the definition of a class act. He is a, he is um, as close or as very similar to the Derek Jeter of our, our clubhouse. It was, he was quiet and he showed and he led by example. He was not a very vocal guy. Um, if there was a moment that he actually spoke out, it was more of a arm over the shoulder, like, Hey, you know, we got this, you know, enjoy these moments. And, and uh, you can see it. There was always times where he was so funny. It's like a, it's like if he says something, there was like, where did that come from? Like, you never hear that from him. You know, he's such a, a quiet person, keeps to himself and, and very family oriented. What he did for the Zim Foundation, what he does for his family, um, it speaks volume. What he does in the community, Zim is one by far deserves to be a Hall of Famer, is a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Um, what he did um for the Nationals and what he went through before becoming the Zimmerman and the Hall of Famer, the World Series champion that he is, um, speaks on his behalf. Never, ever spoke out of line, always represented the clubhouse and, and the organization with high standards. I mean, he was definitely a reason why players wanted to come over and, and sign with this team. I mean, he is, is uh, a class act all around. He was fun on road trips. On the plane rides, it was uh, definitely a a breath of fresh air to see that side of Zimmerman and that more relaxed Zim was was so much fun, man. What a competitor! Uh, the drop down arm sling from third base across yep. the diamond was always that's the signature, uh, you know, Zimmerman. Uh, his at bats, hardest hitting right handed hitter against lefties by far, crushed every single one of them. You know, you. you you always wanted a healthy Zimmerman because you knew in that lineup, if Zim stayed healthy, it was impossible to pitch this lineup. And, and it was fun to be around, you know, um, Zimmerman is by far Mr. National, Mr. Hall of Fame, World Series champion, 
and more. You know, gold gloves. He deserved 15 silver sluggers. <laughs> I thought he was incredible. I, I, I can't praise him enough. And, and what he did for all of us, I mean, he definitely is uh, inspiration and a role, role model. So I'm, I'm super, super happy for him. The guy deserves it all. Well, Gio, great catching up with you, buddy. Um, we love you around here. You know that. And uh, I'm glad that all is going so well in retired life uh, with with the kids and all the pool time and all that stuff. So uh, appreciate you taking time to catch up with me, buddy. And um, please come back to Nationals Park more often. We love having you there. <laughs> all right, Coco. I'll definitely see you around, buddy. All right, man. Take care. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back. Joe Dillon did some great things with the Nationals in his first stint with the organization. He's been with the organization on a couple stints. His most recent one prior to this year saw him as the assistant hitting coach for the big league club on that World Series team, did a lot of good things and built some great relationships with Nationals hitters, spent two years as the Phillies hitting coach, and now he's back with the Nationals organization and is doing great work on the minor league side of things. He's the minor league hitting coordinator, so he's been roaming around to all the different affiliates and working with a number of hitters and wanted to pick his brain about some hitters that he's seen this season that have really impressed him. Good conversation with my buddy, Joe D. Play that for you now. Joe Dillon, the Nationals minor league hitting coordinator. Joe D., how you doing, buddy? Everything's good, Dan. Thanks for having me on. It's good to see you. Yeah, good to see you as well, and good to catch up with you. I saw you a little bit down in spring, and you're, you've are you been putting in uh, quite a bit of hard work since then. Uh, you've been bouncing around to all the affiliates, and, you know, this is a, a role that you've, you've made your way up through, you know, minor league ranks as, as a coach, as an instructor. You're familiar with working with minor league kids, you know, across different levels. So first, before we dive into – um, some specific kids that you've you've worked with and seen some good stuff from. I want to just pick your brain on what it's been like kind of going back to your roots a little bit as, as an instructor and, and bopping around to the affiliates and, and seeing a bunch of guys. It's been great. I'm, you know, obviously I spent most of my playing career in the minor leagues. So I'm familiar with all the leagues that we're in here and uh, get a chance to go back to some of those cities. Like I played in Wilmington in 99 and I hadn't, I hadn't been back since then. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So going back in there, they made a few changes, but it just brings back some old memories. And, you know, my wife and I were talking about it, you know, we, we had just been married and, um, you know, actually we got married right after that season um, playing in Wilmington. So just some bringing back some old memories and going back in those towns and, and watching the young kids play again. And I, you know, I, I love the minor leagues and the kids and, trying to help them pursue their dreams and fulfill those goals. And it's, 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 it's fun. It's fun working with the coaching staff and the, and the young players and, and all the hard work they're putting in and, and see the fruits of the labor pan out. How is it different working with, you know, tons of hitters throughout an organization as compared to having what, like 
12, 13 hitters at a given time on a major league roster that you're dealing with? How, how did the, the approaches change for you? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, in, in my role now it's, you know, we're, you know, working with Troy and, and continue to build on what he's built over the years and, you know, continuing to give our coaches all the information and tools needed to help develop our players and, you know, getting everybody on the same page or organizationally at what we want as an organization from an offensive perspective and getting all our coaching staffs on board with that and letting them go out and execute it. And then, you know, Troy and I are just to, you know, actually, you know, basically back them up, help them, give them another set of eyes, another perspective when we come in and, and help them with the guys and when guys are scuffling or, you know, what's, what's going on, what are they doing? Um, those types of things um, just, you know, pretty much putting our brains together to, to try to come up with some solutions to get these guys back on track. And, um, but it's, it's fun. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a fun role, but working with all these different guys, it's, it's, it allows for a lot of creativity um, from my perspective is just trying to come up with um, new ideas and, and different ways to do things. Um, you know, all the coaches are different. We all coach in different ways, which is good because all the players are different. Right. Um, so just being able to help, help guys deal with that. Um, you know, when you have your own team, you just get, you get caught up in your 12, 13 guys and, you know, you're kind of just locked in on, on them every day, all day long. And, right. you know, you, you don't, for me, this job's allowed me to get back to being creative again and kind of thinking about different ways to do things and how organizationally, how can we do things better? Um, you know, what, what's, what's going on, what's working, how can we, how can we do what we do, do what we do better, um, use all the information and technology that's out there and, and see what it comes up with. So it's, it's been, it's been good. It's been a good learning experience for me. All right, let's dive into some of these individual kids, Jody, that uh, at least numerically, you, we look at it from afar and there are a couple that, that stand out. Let's talk about Joey Manessis with, with AAA Rochester. Um, his numbers are, are great. Tell me about this kid and what has been working well for him, what you've been working with him on and where he could potentially go in the future. Yeah, um, he's Joey's a big, strong guy. Um, you know, he plays first, DHs. He can play a little bit in the outfield, um, but he's been really consistent at the plate. Um, as you see with his numbers, he's doing a great job impacting the baseball. He's got a real good feel of what he's doing at the plate. He's got a feel to hit. Um, you know, he he hammers off-speed mistakes in the zone. Um, you know, he sprays the fastball around the field. Um, he's done a really good job. I mean. For him, his biggest thing coming in this year was, you know, just trying to he made he made plenty of hard contact. I think he was like in the 90th percentile and, um, you know, hard contact last year against his peers. And so just trying to get him to get the ball in the air a little bit more, not meaning, you know, fly, you know, huge fly balls, but just line drives and backspin line drives in the gap to get, you know, and he the way he impacts the balls, it turns into some more home runs. Um, but she's had some big home runs in years in the past, but. He's doing he's doing a good job with that, and um, he puts a great at bat together and see what happens. You know, he's he's kind of been one of those four A guys. I think he was MVP of the league, uh, the you know international league a few years ago um, with Pawtucket, I believe. Um, you know, but he's one of those guys just needs a chance to see if he can do it up there. So hopefully he can he can get that sooner rather than later at some point in time. See what happens. You know, with with the future here for him. But um, you know, we're excited about him. He's done a great job for us, and you know, hopefully he'll get a chance to you know, fulfill his dream of getting up to the big leagues. And Joe, we've seen that at the big league level the last couple of years here in DC with Yadiel Hernandez, a guy that was in, you know, a bit of an older guy for the minor league ranks, put up big offensive numbers and was just kind of waiting on that chance, waiting for that opportunity. 
And sometimes that's all these guys need, right? It is just a, a spot to open up. An organization has an, a need for them. And then they're able to not only realize that dream, but maybe show some people that they can do the stuff that they've been doing in the minors at the big league level. Absolutely. I mean, that's that, that's what it is about opportunity. Some guys, you know, do great in the minor leagues and get a big, big league opportunity and, and can't cash in on it just for whatever reason. It doesn't translate at the big league level. And other guys get a chance and take off with it as, as Yadiel has done. And it's, it's been great to see him, you know, have, have success up there for all the hard work he put down in the minor leagues and success he had in the minor leagues with us as well. So, you know, there's only one way to find out if they can play up there is to let them play up there, right? So, right. you know, if, if our big league club needs a, has a need at that position, you know, I think Joey could be an option for us to, to go up there and help out. Let's talk about double A Harrisburg and, and Justin Connell is the guy that stands out offensively on that roster. Again, just looking at the numbers from afar. Tell, talk to us about Justin Connell, what he's doing well. Yeah, so uh, Justin is, you know, he's he's a younger player. Um, you know, he's working his way up. He's, you know, he's basically played a, a year at each level. Um, you know, he's he's doing well. He's, you know, he's done a lot of good things in the past. Um, you know, he, he has a knack for getting hits and putting the bat on the ball. You know, for him to play in the big leagues, you need to impact the ball a little bit more consistently, um, learn to drive the ball a little bit better, be a little bit more selective. Um, and what he swings at, he's kind of a guy that put a lot of a lot of balls in play, a lot of you know pitches out of the zone in play, which is tough to make hard contact on those types of things on on those pitches. So he's he's going through a learning process of of when to when to take chances to do damage and and how to do it. Um, you know, like a lot of young 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 hitters will get in good counts, will take big swings, and they end up missing. You know, the foul off or swing and miss or pop it up or whatever. Um, so just learning how to do those things right, right, is learning how to take the chances of moving your contact point up, not changing your swing, not getting too big, um, you know, just moving your contact point up, you know, to, so you can get the ball in the air a little bit more consistently and take advantage of, of mistakes. You know, like I, we've we've had conversations, Mike has done a good job with them in double A, um, just having conversations with them, like, you know, home runs are thrown, not hit, you know, you can't hit a good pitch out, right, home runs are hit on mistakes, you know, damage is hit on mistakes, so doubles and homers. Um, so trying to get them to understand now, a lot of young hitters, they get in a good count and they think, oh, he's going to throw me a fastball right in the middle. They big swing and miss. So he's going through that learning process. He's, you know, he's had some ups and downs, which is expected uh, for him at, at the level, but he's doing a good job. He's, he's able to make some adjustments and, and take off running. And he's done that a few times and he'll continue to adapt and adjust as the season goes on. Hopefully he'll, he'll finish on a strong note and have a great year for us. Joe Dillon, the Nationals minor league hitting coordinator, joining me here on Nats Insider. Joe D, let's talk about uh, Loe Fredericksburg. And there's a lot of, you know, I think a lot of people are looking at this team because they've got some recent draft picks with some high upside. Obviously, Brady House is the big name, uh, but there's other guys on this roster as well. So show, talk to us about a few of the guys that have stood out to you when you've spent some time with the Fred Nats. And let's hear a little bit about Brady House because everybody wants to hear about that kid. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah, I'd, but we, got, we got a lot of talent down there. We're excited about, obviously, it's young talent. Um, so they're, you know, obviously several years away from possibly helping us out in the, on the big league club. Um, and they're early on in that development process as well. Um, but there's a lot of exciting things. You know, a couple of a couple of the guys that, you know, had, had some tough years last year. You know, I think, you know, obviously with the COVID situation and some other things that played into that, you know, we found like, a lot of the guys really had a hard time with uh, the season last year and being prepared and whatnot. So, you know, like Jeremy De La Rosa is doing really, really well for us. He's an exciting 
you know, dynamic player that can run, hit, hit for power, play good defense. Um, he's he's real exciting. Uh, Viandel Pena, he's a he's been playing a lot of second base down there. Um, he's a undersized guy, but he can run and he 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 can impact the ball for a little guy. Um, you know, he switch hits. He does a lot of really good things. He kind of makes that you know him and with a couple other guys make that offense go down there. Um, he's a, he's an exciting player for us. Um, you know, Eraldi Diaz, the catcher, he's he's doing a great job. I mean, he's got he 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 really controls the strike zone well for a young a young player, a young catcher. Um, you know, there's some physicality in there. We think is going to come out as he matures. Um, but he you know he's got it. He puts a good at bat together. He does a good job behind the plate. We're excited about him as well. Um, you know, T.J. White's down there. Um, you know, he's him and Brady House are obviously you know new high school draft picks from last year. Um, they're young. Um, but they're competing. Um, you know, they're they're competing. TJ's doing a good job. He's competing. He's he's exciting. He's he's a high ceiling guy. He's got some big power. Um, you know, we, he's going to take his lumps at, at, through as he develops as a young player in that league. Um, you know, it's a tough league. That you know, losing that short season um, opportunity for these guys to play. You know, it it puts guys like TJ White in a situation where he's got to go up and and compete against guys have been been doing a little bit longer than he has. Um, but he's been doing a good job. He's been holding his own and we're excited about his future as well. And, you know, Brady house, Brady, Brady obviously got off to a great start. Um, he's really talented. He, I mean, he's, you know, physically mature for his, you know, for his age, he can impact the ball already. He can do a lot of good things. You know, he's, he's been playing shortstop moving around, but he, he did really well. He got, he got caught in a little COVID spell. Um, and he really hasn't been the same since that, since he came back. So we're hoping he'll, you know, get, get his weight back on and get healthy and, and get rolling again. Um, but he's, you know, he's been competing. He's been, you know, again, having some ups and downs, which is totally expected for this level and, and that their age. And um, he's somebody we're really excited about down the road as well. And, you know, see how these guys pan out, but um, it's their exciting group to watch. You know, it seems like, uh, you know, the, our Fredericksburg club and our AAA club, both were playing really well up, up till about, you know, a week or two ago. And, but that's baseball, right? You go, you go through hot streaks and cold streaks, just like in the big leagues that happens in the minor leagues. So, um, we're excited about both, you know, all our clubs, but, um, that Fredericksburg club's exciting to watch and, you know, they, they, they played together really well as a group and it's fun to go in there and be around those guys. Joe, what do you see as, as Brady house's power potential? And is he, you know, where does his power come? Is it, is it a lot of pull side pop or does he have the ability to shoot the ball out of the ballpark the other way as well? I mean, he's, he's got power potential all fields. Um, you know, he's, He's a he's a unique guy. He's you know he's a big strong guy, um, and he's just going to get bigger and stronger. He's he's still young, he's still a puppy, um, you know years wise. But um, physically, he's he's already physically strong, and he can hit the ball out to all all fields. Um, you know he's a and he projects to do that. I think down the road. Um, but yeah, he's he's exciting. He's he's going to be fun to watch and and see how it, see how it turns out down the road. One more guy I want to ask you about, Joe, uh, on an individual standpoint, it was also in that last draft with Brady House and TJ White and some of these other guys, and that's Darren Baker. Um, we obviously know the name because of the last name, but he's a talented ball player, and that average uh, for him this year has been around 300 seemingly pretty much the whole year. Um, what, what does Darren do well? And what are the things that he needs to improve upon to try and work his way up through the ranks as a guy that isn't going to provide a lot of pop? Yeah. I mean, he's, 
he's exciting. He's a ball player. Um, you know, he, he, he's not just a good ball player, but he's got, he's got skills too. Um, you know, he, he's been fun, fun to watch, um, fun to work with. He's a great kid, fun to be around. Um, you know, I know, I know the teammates love him. Um, he's, he's, uh, for me, he's, he just needs to continue to develop. He's in, he's in high A, he's where he should be. He's competing. He's doing well. You know, like you said, he's hitting around 300. He sprays the ball over the field. He's got a, he's got a good feel, um, to hit a little bit and, and situational hit and do those, do those things that we like, um, organizationally. Um, but I think, you know, I think there's a little bit more pop in there than, than, than we see too. I think as he matures and kind of learns how to do some things, I mean, he's never going to be a big home run guy, but I think he's definitely a guy that can hit some doubles for us on the road and, and, and be, be a, possibly be a good, good guy for us on the road to help us out organizationally. But, you know, we're, we're excited about him as well. Um, he, he's been, he's been great for us. Joe Dillon, Nationals minor league hitting coordinator, joining me on Nats Insider and, Joe D, I'll get you out of here on this one. You, you mentioned when I was talking to you about um, this role and seeing a bunch of different kids, you, you mentioned the technology and how that's impacted your, your work with these guys. I'm curious now, you've been a, a coach and instructor for a number of years, and the technical, technological component has really changed a lot in the last 10, 15, 20 years within the game. How are you as a hitting coordinator utilizing the technology at these various affiliates to try and get the most out of these kids and maybe show them some stuff um, and relate what you're talking about in their terms, I guess I, I could say. Yeah. So obviously we, as you said, technology's, you know, coming in our game big time over the last 10 years or so um, and all the information as well. Um, which is all great, right? There's a time and place for, for it all. Um, and so just in the development perspective, you know, I think a lot of teams went all in on, on everything. And again, there's a time and place for all of it. Um, but for us, you know, I think adding, adding some new, new roles, um, like we have David Longley, that's director of information technology, you know, in, in the minor leagues with us. And he's really um, been helping us just trying to build some infrastructure to, to use, some of the some of the tools and gather some of the information so we so we can ball it up and simplify it so we can help the players right so for, for us that's the biggest thing is information is great but if we can't get it to the player and get it on the field it's useless right so we're that's what we're trying to do we're, we're trying to find spots where we can use this information obviously it's 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 valuable if we can use it and get it to the player and get have the player take it to the field and and increase performance and that's what we're trying to do we're trying to you know simplify processes and, and make things better so it all flows better and, and give our coaches basically more more tools and everything else to develop the hitters and get them where we want to be and that's the way we're, we're approaching it um but there's a, there's a lot of different things we're doing um we're just you know we're just getting smarter and smarter with with how things translate and then now it's about executing it so that's that's what we're building right now and and, and trying to roll out and as we help develop our guys Joe Dillon, National, Nationals Minor League Hitting Coordinator, uh, back with the Nats after a couple years away. And Joe D, we're thrilled to have you back with the organization. Miss seeing you uh, around the ballpark here in D.C. Hope you'll uh, swing by maybe on, on one of your trips through the, uh, the Mid-Atlantic area and pop in and, and say hello. But uh, glad, glad you're doing well, buddy. Thanks for taking some time with me. Great catching up with you. Absolutely, Dan. Great talking to you. Great hearing your voice. And um, look forward to catching you up down the road. I think I'm actually going to cruise by there for the Pittsburgh series for a couple couple days. So I'll see you then. Fantastic. Thanks, buddy. 
That'll do it for Nats Insider this week. Thanks to Joe Dillon. Thanks to Gio Gonzalez. Fun episode. Thanks to all of you for listening as well. Have a good one, everybody. Go big or go 